right, and welcome to another episode of Honest to a Malt with myself, Duncan Tupert. And this week, we've got a special guest for you, Graham Cool. Uh, Mike, what's the name of the episode today? Today is episode 35, and it's Too Cool for School. Yeah. Welcome, Graham. Excellent. Yeah. Just picking up on that number as well, 35. That yeah. is the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society number for Glen Murray. So. Is right. it? Yeah. yeah. Of course it is. There, there you go. go. Bookie. We actually organised that. It was pre-thought of. Um, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 Planned yeah. to perfection. Planned it. Your attention yeah, to detail is... Is, is, is remarkable. Yeah. yeah. Is, um, uh, is there going to be... There's no Dingle one through SMWS yet? No, think, no. No, I think we're a bit away from that. Unfortunately, Yeah. we don't make very much spirit, uh, so every kind mm. of cask is precious and we can generally sell it to somebody else for more money than... SMWS we oh, okay. pay for it so yeah. that seems fair we're enough, in that stage fair. of our uh, development yeah okay alright well, there you go no SMWS dingle folks you have to stick with your balcones and other ones yeah balcones <laughs> whatever they can get their hands on lots of um, Glen Elgin I think yeah what is it they usually have lots of SMWS Scotia apart from in yeah well, there, loads of Scotia <laughs> yeah <laughs> They used to have plenty of Glen Murray because they, they, they had, there was a point where McDonald and Muir owned Glen Morangy, Glen Murray, and SMWS. So by default, they, they had a lot. But uh, latterly, they, we didn't su- supply direct from Glen Murray to them. So, but I have seen some later Glen Murrays appear. So they had source kept it, kept a few going. So mm. good. They, there's always like bottles that are sort of consistently there, really, mm. and you, they come up a lot, you know, where they've got loads of stock. So, Graham, it'd be really nice if you'd um, uh, introduce yourself for um, for our listeners and um, a bit about yourself and a bit about Dingle. <coughs> yeah, okay. I uh, well, you've, you've given my name away, so um... <laughs> yeah. People, people could just look you up, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if, if you want to skip forward two minutes, just oh. Google Graham Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's C O U L L. Look up the criminal register, you'll find out more. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, obviously, I was born at some point in my life and then moved on from it's a good start. <laughs> some would say I haven't moved on very far, but uh, I progressed 50, I've survived 55 years from that point of being born. Um, and in that time, I've spent 29 of those years involved in whiskey, uh, starting life at Glenfinnich and Balvenie and Canenvy, for those that uh, know Canenvy. So that was with Leon Grant in Dufftown for 11 years and then moved across to Glen Murray, also in Speyside, for 14 years. So 25 years in, and then mm. uh, controversially to some, but really, uh, it was a nice decision to make. Uh, moved across to Ireland to the west coast of Ireland, southwest, uh, in, to the county of Kerry, and moved across to Dingle Distillery, which is is relatively young. We're, we're, we will hit eleven years old this year. So when I joined mm. Dingle, it was about uh, probably yeah was six six years old at that time. So yeah, it was wow. an interesting yeah. pick up at that time. So basically, go where the Guinness tastes best. That was your life strategy, definitely. And 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 find a job in that area. And since then, all I all I've pretty yeah. much done is post photos of Guinness in yeah. bars of the yeah. Look at the domage on that. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. 
it's like a ball emerging from it's like a it's like a creamy ball emerging from a glass it definitely is better yeah. i don't know why or how but it definitely seems yeah. to taste better in the yeah. in its root yeah. or, or closer to its roots let's say yeah Ding, i mean dingle seems to be picking up a real cult following at the moment like you've got some real hardcore fans do you do you find people just sort of outside your house or just loitering outside the distillery like trying to get you know signed pairs of shorts and other things or yeah there's a bit of that goes on you know a bit of fanboy stuff but uh, it's nice to have you know i've, I've been fortunate and yeah. uh, and you know social media for for you know a lot of people dish it and dish twitter and things like that but i've especially through covid times picked up you know there was a big community there and we were all doing online taste things and just generally mm. talking to each other because we had nothing else to do uh so that that i think uh you know, built up, build up a bit of a following, which we're we're continuing with, and obviously the the whiskey releases are are coming through now. Early days, we uh, there were some smaller batch releases, limited releases, which were yeah, they were they were what they were. They were they were young, but they they got the the Dingle whiskey out there. Dingle was the first yeah. distillery really uh, to come on stream in about a hundred years, so there was always a lot of interest in what Dingle were doing early on, but. With that, you always get your, you'll get your critics as well because you're you're, you're young. The only thing you can release is young. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, you know you're doing your best, and, and, and just... it's always going to be more more new makey, isn't it? Yeah. Until it gets to sort of seven, you know, five, maybe seven years old. Yeah, I think six yeah. is a, is a great, almost the magic year to to get past. Once you get past there, you can you can compete with most on on taste and flavour, uh, especially if you're using. Mm. You know, decent decent casks to get the flavour in there. So, so now we're past that point with, you know, before people would have tasted Dingle and said, oh yeah, yeah, it's good, it's nice, but it, but they're all said, but it's still young. Uh, mm, we've, yeah. we've at least dropped those words at the end. So I feel like people just say that by all, just by default. Like there was that, you know, sometimes you can't tell it's that young, even if even when it is occasionally. I'm not saying all, most of the time it's probably right, but sometimes you can't tell really. You, know, you can tell it's not old, right? But you can't tell that it's. You couldn't tell the difference between five it's, years. It's and 10 far years more accepted now than it ever all was. The time, but sometimes. I think people that actually yeah. understand whiskey and know the whole sort of industry are now far more willing to uh, drop a few quid on something a little bit younger mm. um, if it's done well. And that's yeah, yeah. And that's what, what yeah. you know. You're you're trying to do your best. You, you with all or with most of the new Irish distilleries, they're all pretty small, all pretty. Uh, you know, we don't we don't have big backing, big funding behind us. So we're we're having to to tread carefully, and 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 obviously we need to you need to bring some money back in. I mean, you can't just yeah. you can't just walk into your warehouse every day and count the casks and say, "Well, that's wonderful." It's you know, what a lovely sight, lovely smell. <laughs> what a collection! <laughs> yeah. yeah, at some point, this is great. Let's do this again tomorrow, lads. Yeah. <laughs> they last they lasted six months. Yeah. <laughs> Got to sell some stuff. At some point, you have to take the baby out into public and let them tell you whether your baby's beautiful or ugly or somewhere in between. So, no one ever says the baby's ugly, though, do they? I mean, no, that's but... outrageous. No. <laughs> is this? Hang on, is this an analogy now, or does this actually happen with a real baby? Just yeah. checking. Have you been looking at the pictures I've been posting yeah. of my new daughter? Is this your? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like this is a masked dig here. This is a swipe. <laughs> 
I have not stalked you that far to look at your skill. Graham's saying, look, you, you could have called her Dingle. You didn't. Yeah, you called so, her Isla instead. As far as I'm so, concerned. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> hey, we should, before we stray too further into uh, a chat, we, we keep chatting about this stuff, but we should do, obviously, what's in your glass, Graham? So, Graham, what is in your glass this week? Yeah, I'm doing a little bit of uh, promo. I don't know what I'm holding up to the screen, but. Oh, wait, stay on brand. <laughs> Nobody can see this as, as radio. You can take a picture of it, though. Yeah, well, this is our latest release, which uh, is uh, called Gira. It's part of a, a, a series of nine releases that we're doing over just over two and a bit years. And they're yeah. all different finishes. They're all single malt. And this one in particular is a Tony Port finish. So it was yeah. a, released just a couple of weeks ago, just in, just in the run-up for Christmas. Um it's, it's a big anything in port is a t- is a big yes from me. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's probably the safest bet within the, within the nine releases. There's some finishes there that that you know I would have had more more of a worry about them being or how well they'd be accepted. But you generally can't go too far wrong with a yeah a port finish. And and our mm. our last release in our in our small batch releases. Which were called yeah. batches. Batch six was a full maturation port. And that was a couple of years ago now, and that, that went down very well. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so I knew I was kind of I was on safe territory going down. So, this. is that going to be a series you're continuing on with, and that's yeah, going to be your like this, experimental arm? This one's number four of nine. So, uh, we'd, we've had a muscatel finish, uh, a rye finish, uh, an Australian. Uh, Shiraz finish and then the one before this was probably the least sexy of them all in terms of how you describe it. It's a double bourbon finish, but it it, it worked very well. It's very well received. I've, like, I've I've gone. I've lost anything I had. It's all gone now. Like it just <laughs> all that. <laughs> Next time I need to, uh, you know, I'll just think double bourbon and I'll be yeah. yeah. That would be your thing, would it? No, like you said, the least sexy. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. If, if we yeah. could be sexy. I'm just saying, if you're at a swimming pool and you know it's all gone wrong, double bourbon. Yeah. Double bourbon. You're safe again, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> double bourbon, budgie smugglers. It's code, yeah. code word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with double bourbon? I don't. Seems well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But you know yeah. how people beat their chest. They all get. They, they all they do they want the fancy cask they finishes. either the fancy cask or the full-on cherries or the... full-on sherry they want their px's yeah. and oloroso yeah palos yeah i do get excited excited by um just when it's like just sherry uh it depends i get more excited about the size of the cask i think sometimes <laughs> than the than the type i think there's a line that's my it's nothing to do nerdy... with the size duncan it's what you do with the wood that's my nerdy <laughs> take on that sometimes it's the size of the cask that matters <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um so this is is this release coming out of christmas or what's the what's the deal it's or is it already- uh so gira is, is is obviously an irish term and it's it relates to the the winter solstice so uh okay. the nine releases are all all different uh, different festivals within or different points within the irish calendar okay so in theory, it, it, it should have been released in December, late December, but we weren't going to sell many <laughs> bottles at that time. So <laughs> yeah, it's too late, isn't it? To yeah, you missed yeah. the boat there. So yeah, so yeah absolutely. Put it a little early, and uh, so it can be in people's stockings for for Christmas if they if they want it. Yeah, 
the bottles look classy i think as well a lot of the uh the latest releases that's that would be my um there was you mentioned that one there was uh i'm gonna say it wrong but is it la libride there was sam hain yeah. sam hain yeah. how do you say it yeah you're gonna say them all is that right yeah, yeah. no i don't know all of them <laughs> i mean um but I've, I've tried. Yeah. Well, I'm listing the ones I've tried, right? Uh, so and, uh, Mis Mispronouncing is our thing. That's what we do best. <laughs> We're on, yeah. And it's like we say Glenn Murray. I can't say it now without saying Glenn Murray because I took the piss once and it's now, now we just lodged. Say, now we just say it. We say Glenn Murray in my head. Just to be, yeah. So, but the, thing yeah. With the problem with Dingo is you can't say it wrong. I mean, how yeah, do you say true. that wrong? No. Yeah. Dingley? Yeah. Dingley. Dingle. You could change it to Dingle, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I digress. So what's what's been um do you have a favourite from the um how far along are you in these nine season four. releases? Four four. four. Uh, and have you got a favourite one so far? Go. Um <laughs> going back to the least sexy one probably. The, the double, oh the double burbs. Lunar stuff. Yeah, it was cool. It, you should have called it double burbs. Double yeah. B. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that I, I think I just that was it. So if, if I'm a great fan of bourbon matured whiskey, it's it's kind of my my go-to. Um, if 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 I had to, my arm twisted and it was the only thing left in the world, uh, that's the style of whiskey I probably would choose. I think. Um, wow. So I I just think the flavors were 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 lovely on that nice balance. You know, all the usual bourbon character that you get there. Yeah, and very. Easy drinking as well. Um, we bottle these are bottled at just above fifty percent, so they're they're just on the probably the the upper edge of where you want to be uh, at yeah. this age anyway to, to drink without yeah. getting too much of it. I think that's probably that just just shy of fifty percent is kind of like the sort of ideal ABV really. Yeah, keeps keeps the um, the hardcore whiskey drinkers happy ish and uh, shows people that aren't. I haven't drunk as much whiskey what whiskey can really be how how yeah. much fuller it can be right yeah it's like the and safe you, word of the whiskey world yeah 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 and you, and you don't have to fiddle about water too much at that stage you know you, you, once you go above that it gets a bit tricky with with how much water it's funny you should say that eh? because if, um uh, there's this highland park that everyone's been getting from master and malt and they've sold like 400 bottles in you know yeah. like a day a couple of days or something it's single cast for about 70 quid um px refill it's a p it looks like a refill to me so you get a hint of black currant in it a lot of vanilla lots of other things like honey and treacle but if you add water to it i mean even like a even if there's water in the same room as it it goes totally vegetal and spicy oh, really <laughs> you write it off yeah and it's so bizarre and that's happened to me with other highland parks before it just uh, yeah even a hint of water and the whiskey completely changes on its uh you know and so you know, water isn't always a positive thing. Is what I was going to say. So if you can get the ABV right for drinking it and doesn't need water, that's probably ideal. Well, I think it's a much more enjoyable experience for most. You know, most whiskey drinkers do not do what we or what we do with whiskey. <laughs> they put it in the glass, yeah. they sit down, <laughs> drink and it. drink it, and say, oh. "You're speaking to Tumblr Club here, actually, yeah. Graham." So uh, yeah, we, you're, you're... we tread. We've got a foot in both camp. We've got a foot yeah. firmly in the uh, the lazy whiskey camp and a, yeah. a foot in the the nerdier whiskey camp, I think. And I think the sign of a good whiskey as well is one that you, you, you actually want to have a second glass of. And, you know, some whiskeys out there, they may be brilliant whiskeys, but they're, they're, uh, there's maybe just something about them that you think, oh, no, okay, one one was lovely, but that's, <laughs> I want something yeah. a, bit, a bit more refreshing now. You know? mm. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, um, so uh, we usually do what's been in your glass. So thanks for generous. And also, um, what is anything been up your arse? Is anything annoying you this week? <laughs> you, it's fine. You seem like a very positive person, so it's okay yeah. to say. I'm yeah. usually a beacon, a beacon of positivity, and Duncan then has suddenly turned into like the Grinch. The Grinch. So it doesn't yeah. have to be bad. It can be good. This is coming just... for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Dashing round whiskey show, a clean cans in our hands. Oh, over two stands we go. I think I was one is ram, dram, dram, dram. Where's my lanyard gone? And my, did you take it? Now I've got only one spare hand to hold my bag of cribs. So, dingle of bells, dingle of bells, dingle marginally. Oh, it was close between the two, if you believe that I've got to just sell you. Hey, dingle of bells, dingle of bells, a dingle marginally. It was close between the two, if you believe that I've got to just sell you. Yeah, no, I, nothing. I don't think. Yeah, no. Sometimes I get I get niggled about things, but it's usually just old man ranting that I do. You know, and there's really no rhyme or reason. Uh, yeah, like it, you can't find your slippers or something. Yeah, like yeah. You're wound up by somebody on TV, and you start shouting at them because they, right, because you know they well. You think they can hear you. Uh, but, but, <laughs> no, I had a good weekend. So I didn't. I wasn't forced to watch too much rubbish on TV. Yeah, but we were out on Saturday night, so I dodged Strictly Come Dancing. Always uh, a bonus, successful. and all yeah. that stuff because that kind of any yeah, you're starting to get me wound up now. But any program that can be watched, <laughs> he's, in- he's winding himself up now. <laughs> he's gone Strictly. He's gone. Oh god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. You know. If you if you think about how much time if you if you watched every episode of Strictly ever, yeah. just casually to keep your other half happy, and then you added that all up. Oof, that would be a lot of time, right? It's like if you think about a commitment to any TV show, if you don't like it, say you watch the whole of Sopranos and you didn't like it, that'd be like 60, 70, 80 hours of TV. That's a lot of time. Yeah, you right? could exactly. Think of the things you could have been doing. Like you, You've wasted Instead, all that time. You could have been sat on your ass watching a different program. doing Different exactly program, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and just, just think as well, how quickly could you watch Strictly on Fast Forward? You would watch it in 10% of the time. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it when you're not watching live TV and you can just skip through it. I watch um, the last series of Rap Game, and um, I, I can't be bothered to watch all. Of the, I just, I just fast forward it to the raps yeah. and watch it, and then fast forward it to the next rap, and then I'll maybe watch like the summary at the end, and I can get it all into like 15 minutes. That's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. They I mean, spent all that effort and time creating that content, but you know, you just fast forward. It's like people listening yeah. to our podcast; they just skip it. <laughs> they fast forward. It. <laughs> They actually slow it down to half speed just yeah. so they can enjoy it more. That's right. <laughs> so, all right. So, so TV mostly. Right. <laughs> Mike, what's what's been in your glass then? So, Go on then, gloat. Well, no, I'll, I might come back to what's what's new in my glass later. What's currently in the glass right. is uh, just hold it up to the camera. Ooh. Is oh, yeah. the rye cask finish? Nice. Which I believe was your last. Bottling, wasn't it? Your last little uh, experiment. Oh, yeah. I, I, came, I pushed it out quick on the on the bottle of your own before I left. I think it was it's the sixty-two percent or something. Sixty-two point nine percent. Sixty-two point. And I think it was a knob creek rye. I wanted to see people's reactions because it was the first time I'd used rye casks uh, for for a finish back then, um, and uh, so yeah, kind of pushed that one through quickly, and then. Obviously, the the second release in this series of Dingles was a was a rye cask, um, 
Sagamore. Was it the, um, Sagamore. Sagamore Rye, uh, the Lola Breda release, the second one this year. Again, uh, yeah, it, it was well received. Yeah. The, the two, the bourbon and rye casks go, go well together there. I think, sadly, my bottle is a br- a, just about to approach the mark where... Oh, now you've got a few pours left before you get to a third. Yeah, Michael yeah. Henry has basically said that if you get to a third left, you've got to get rid of it because it'll go one bad. Month. So... I, we take that as gospel now. It's yeah. great advice, and they've got a lot of open bottles. So, yeah, yeah. It means I can get through it. But I love this one. Um, yeah, I've been trying to nurse it for a while now, mm. just having a few drams. Do you add anything there, to it? Do you add water to that? No, no. They're going straight. It's it's a punchy, spicy beast. Yeah, um, nice. I love Knob Creek Rye. Like I adore Knob Creek Rye. So, yeah, I think that with the uh, the Glen Murray spirit just works so well. And yeah. yeah. Like I said, hopefully you get the same sort of freedom and stuff at Dingle to do the same. It sounds like you are. So yeah, yeah I do. You know, um, I inherited the, the warehouse pretty much the when I arrived. Um, forty percent of the casks were sherry, forty percent were bourbon, and then the other twenty, well maybe ten percent port, and then ten percent were were other casks. So I, I've mm. maintained that theme, you know, because we're quite strong on sherry. Uh, kept that going, but always you know you're always it's a bit like an 80 20 rule you're, you generally can dabble around with 20 percent of what you're doing without really having any plan for where it's going whereas mm. 80 sounds, sounds like my one. life <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i love to um i tried the port one a couple of times uh once at a festival uh one of the port ones port it was number five or number six or something it was definitely port cask or maybe it was something you had under the counter yeah i definitely tried one which was port yeah. Finish or port cask. There was the was maturation port. That was it. Probably, yeah. It was probably it was the one. It was the release that got us beyond this. You know, yeah, you're fine, but you're young. That one. That one pushed us into the, or got us promotion into the the league above. Yeah, port port works well even at young ages. I think doesn't it? Yeah, like yeah, a, and then probably yeah. full maturation port. You don't need to be going. You don't need to be going beyond ten years to. 12 years, you know, we were, that was seven years old at that time. It was, it was ample. You know, you've got enough fruity character in there. You're not going to get much more. So, uh, yeah, it can be released fairly young. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's what's in your glass, Mike. What, has anything been up your, up your jacksy this week? Anything been annoying you? Very much so. And I'm assuming it's annoyed every mm. other person in the country. And that is Black Friday. Right. Um, fake, fake deals. Fake whiskey deals, people just sort of like mainly larger sort of suppliers like Amazon and stuff, just dropping prices down to what they charge anyway, (laughs) making out that it's a deal. But also any company whose website I've even looked at for four seconds seems to have emailed me on a 24 hour basis for the last two weeks. And I'm clearing (laughs) probably like 500 emails out of my account every day. I think what's probably more annoying is it's it's that it's not Black Friday. It's like Black Three Weeks of 2023. <laughs> yeah. It just goes on forever. Yeah. Still going on now. So no, I thought it was over. And then I logged in this morning. First thing, email, Cyber Monday or whatever. I was like, oh, oh, right. oh wow. Just, yeah. yeah, let's completely just baffling, frustrating. Yeah. Does and in, my head in, the middle of, in the middle of that, um, uh, Lot Loman dropped a bottle at 
without saying it was on offer, just at 45 quid, a decent price point, which uh, got hoovered up by many people. Boom. Look at that bad boy. There it is. It's opened It's poured. I haven't even gone yeah. for a sniff yet. You know what's, but... gone, what's, what's wrong on the label there is they haven't put double burbs. Double they burbs sold, missing. They would have already been completely sold out. Gone. Rather than um, just whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Or nearly sold out. Yeah. Se- Seven-year-old grain. Uh, Some special ye- secret yeast. Secret yeah. yeast. Yeah. 58.9%. I think it was 45 quid. Yeah. Bargain. 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 Can't beat that. That's a, that's, that's a genuine yeah. Black Friday bargain, but yeah. It just yeah. Except it wasn't actually, they didn't call it discounted. They just put it out at that price. Yeah. 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 So, no, hopefully. So what I'm saying is it, it, it can't, Black Friday can't have been entirely up your, uh, up your uh, Jaxi because um, you got that. Uh, yeah, it still is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> what is in your glass and what's been up your ass? Uh, well, first off, cheers to you guys. Flanger, or flange, as we say these days. Nice to have you on, Graham. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking uh, this Siren Bay, which is either it's it's a it's a secret Highland, uh, peated medicinal peated, eighteen um, year old whiskey. So it can only be because it's coastal as well. It can only be uh, Talisker or the Chick. It's one of the two. Um, for me, it tastes more Talisker, but but someone probably tell me that's impossible. You know, uh, that's what's in my glass. Yeah. How much was it? Fifty-five of your English pounds. Eighteen-year-old mixture between bourbons and sherry casks. It's obviously not single cask. It's some sort of batch, isn't it? Mm. And I don't. <clears throat> I couldn't really find much information on it, but uh, it's decent. Got germaline on the nose, peat smoke, plasters, cooked plums, digestive, old oak, polished cabinets, wet ropes. <laughs> it's good. Palate's kind of effervescent. Graham's oh, laughing at me. Mike's yeah. laughing at me. It's only a whiskey pod. Don't worry about it. Tasting notes are not accepted. <laughs> anyway, it kind of, it's kind of like it's kind of sweet on the palate, like apple apple pie type thing with like kind of custard and cinnamon. That's got that kind of range, but but effervescent, like slightly fizzy. Yeah. Mm. And then the finish is just long, really, and like it's long, bit quite vanilla, peaty, just goes on and on and on, builds. Fifty five quid. Would uh, if you gave some to your dad, what would his tasting note be? Well, I don't know if he would say. Usually, it would be nice, but he doesn't really like peaty whiskey anymore. So, uh, not he'd nice. Probably say, oh, not nice. Not know. nice. There we go. Officially, mm, not just nice ask for something else. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan's dad. Stamped it's just review. 50... Not nice. <laughs> What's the ABP on it? It's forty-five point seven percent. So oh, there you go. See that? It's got it's got a pretty label as well. Yeah. <laughs> Most important. I mean, well, I mean, usually if they've got a pretty labour on them, they charge more money. So true. I'm interested yeah. to hear uh, your dad's gone off peated whiskey because I, I could, I can go along with that a little. I, I certainly wouldn't be, I wouldn't grab a, a glass of peated whiskey as much as I would have done maybe ten years ago. I, yeah, there we go. We can officially say Graham Cool also says it's not very nice. <laughs> Breaking news: Graham Cool <laughs> doesn't like peated whiskey. Anymore. Yeah, doesn't like siren. It's so horrible. My, so my dad used to drink red wine. Um, and he would only drink red wine. He's all, also he he hasn't eaten chicken in years because I think because my mum just just he just gave up on chicken because my mum didn't cook it so well or something like that. You have to understand I'm a fully, I'm like your modern I cook clean do yeah. stuff right. My dad doesn't really cook. Oh, okay, but you know you know it is what it is. And so um, he his taste buds completely changed a few years ago, and he drinks white. I only see him drinking white wine now. He wouldn't touch red wine, even though for years he claimed that white wine was pish, right? And now he doesn't really like peated whiskey anymore. And we, I grew up with him drinking 
Peter Whiskey, right? That's one of the reasons I'm into Peter Whiskey. So it's what's his ex- what's his explanation? Just gone off it, or like oh, you said your mum didn't buy it one week and he only bought white, and then that was it. <laughs> I <don't>. converted. <laughs> he, he is definitely capable of buying whiskey himself. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just not as not as into it anymore. He much rather have a like a a bourbon cask or a sherry cask or yeah or something like that. Yeah. Actually, he doesn't like too high ABV either. So. Anything over sort of forty eight percent is not for him, really. There we go. So, I love it. <laughs> and what's been up your ass? Um, because it's going to be you. negative, isn't it? It's no, going to be it's negative. You. It's, it's you. me. I was I was actually having a great week until uh, I and, saw you gloating about until... your bottle of Springbank Paracatado. Yeah. Ah, it's just ah. it's just poor a little bit, Shuey. Yeah. But it's okay, Mike, because you're going to send me a sample. Like I that. am going to send you. Right. If I don't drink it all tonight, I'll send you a sample. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had a few people people contact for samples, so yeah, I'll be um, sharing a fair bit out with us, seemingly. Oh, Um, no, so um, I don't think, nothing nothing outrageous this week. I've just been doing, just been very busy, just been too busy, double busy, as they say, right? So just been too busy, that's been slightly annoying. But other than that, absolutely fine. Everything's been solvable. Any glimmers of positivity? Yeah. Christmas, Christmas coming? Car, Car was low on oil, sorted it out. What yourself? Something else. So it. Well, of course. I mean, the the point is. Oh, my wife's dad helped helped me to go and remove some radiators from a house, which was good. So the two of us, we had to get that done. Some things are happening. Stuff is happening. Were you, so yeah. were you stealing them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He yeah, scrapped just, them. <laughs> yeah, we're stealing. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> we we turn up like Jehovah's Witnesses, and then um, you know, don't leave. We, we draw the person out, and someone else goes in and steals their rads. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you can never have too many radiators. It just is what it is. <laughs> no, very true. Yeah. Oh dear. If you were going to steal something, radiators would be the last thing because they're usually quite bulky and heavy. Yeah, uh, and I don't we were just removing value for radiators. Not, I'm not, I don't know. You'd be better. We were just removing them so they can be replaced with better radiators. Basically, yeah. you're far better stealing the copper pipes and making a still in your house. Yeah. No, nothing more. Actually, the week's been better for whiskey. So there was that. There was that Highland Park that I talked about, which was tremendous. I got back into that 1991 space side from the Wine Society. That was decent too. Mm. So it's been a good week like that. It's uh, just really busy in the run-up to Christmas. That's all. So, um, Graham, we um, are really keen to hear... Uh, a bit of, you're a bit of a legend when it comes to surveys right <laughs> online the polls the polls right would you are, are you going to claim that someone else or no 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 it's all my own yeah. work I don't, I don't think anybody else would want to claim that kind of content so i've i've written you to 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 move into this as a segue i've written you a limerick you ready okay yeah there is a young man named Graham cool who pops up online with jokes and trolls in short, he's a sight. His whiskey's all right. Our survey said he's king of the poles. Hey. <laughs> so they're really popular, <laughs> these polls. Yeah, yeah. And we were... a certain number of people. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. really entertaining. They were born in COVID, and I don't know. I can't really remember why or how, but uh, usually they revolve around food or very simple decisions that, that I try and pick things that I know will certain people will get wound up about more than they should. So I mm. I feel it's a success. I don't go with the number of people who vote. It's more how much 
aggro I can create between people. Ah, right. And then I try and soak that fire all through the day, or just to just to keep them going. So that you know, there are angry, angry young people out there, or angry old people as well. Rick, do you, do you have any favourites from the polls that you've uh, conducted over the last? You've few done years? so many. I've done so, yeah, and and thankfully. Uh, Brian Malt Musings, Brian, uh, he collates them all on a spreadsheet because he's, he's he <laughs> likes that kind of thing. So yeah. I think he still does it. Uh, I, right. I need to get a summary again, but no, uh, they, they're all they're all different. I, can't, I honestly can't remember them, and I probably have repeated many over yeah. the piece, or certainly their variations on a theme. Because it's always stuff like you're having like fish and chips, and yeah. you can only choose one condiment. Yeah. What? That, that's usually the one that gets gets people going, you know. And I think it was sausages in a roll or a bath or a softy, whatever you want to call it. You know, what you right. putting in there, red sauce, brown sauce. Yeah. I think that was the first one. And it probably got the most votes ever. So, uh, right. Yeah, no, it's just, I'm stuck with it now. It's the only content I generally put on Twitter. So I have to keep that going. I don't. But it made me, it made me wonder, though, you know, to, to get to know the real, the real Graham Cool. Do you actually have a favourite condiment? I, yeah, it depends though. It depends where you know. I, if I had to, I if I had to only choose one condiment to live with for the rest of my life, it'd be tomato ketchup. Right. Or your, tra- your traditional condiment, yeah. the sweet vinegar of the yeah. Uh, condiment world. Yeah, because you can have that with your bacon roll, your sausage roll, you can have it with your fish and chips. Put it in a Multi-purpose. I, I put it on cheese as well in a sandwich, cheese and tomato sauce. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, See, I used to have I used to have corned beef and tomato sauce sandwiches. Where I was too. going, corned beef and tomato sauce sandwiches are probably the king of this yeah. world. Yeah. Yes, I the thought it was a well mixed tomato ketchup with his egg. I think I don't think that would go down too well. No, I'm not. A fan. Egg meal made with tomato ketchup. No. Yeah. My um, I was back in Wales this weekend with the family, and the wife came, and we had fish and chips on Friday. And uh, the look on her face when my family just pulled out loads and loads of tubs of curry sauce <laughs> and just poured it all over takeaway chips, she was like, "Oh, that's brilliant! What is wrong with you?" <laughs> it's like fish chips curry sauce. It's like, this is what you have? She's like, "No, oh. no!" She just couldn't get her head around it. And I was like, yeah. No, I'm with your wife on that one. No, that's really no. the chips and gravy. I don't get either. Really can't get that. That's <laughs> oh, no, I've not had chips and gravy. Chips, chips and gravy with cheese on top. Grated cheese. That's like, yeah, that's that's a standard snack after you've been to like watch Wales playing Cardiff. <laughs> Straight down Chippy mm. Lane. Chips, gravy. Brown your yeah, Cheese on top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More so recently, I think, yeah. I also feel like another one you would do would be like, what's your... Like you can only have one chocolate bar for the for the rest of your life. That feels like the kind of survey question. Yeah, and, do or something and sometimes like I, you know I'll, I'll pick like you've only got three things left in the cupboard, and it's or, yeah. you know it's it's sandwich. What are you going to make? Uh, Nutella or something else? Something you know things that yeah. are people are either for or against, and yeah. they get a bit of. Yeah. You're just hoping that one grumpy bastard comes on and kicks off. <laughs> and they're like, yes, start the fury. And I've got There's always plenty of those. Of those as followers, so that, I, I've no doubt. But what's more worrying is I post it on a Saturday morning, usually between 8 and 9. I'm not out of my bed. And you, I can always guarantee the first two or three people who will respond. So they're, 
they're either very sad or they're well no they're just very sad they're waiting (laughs) you go they're they're always i feel like they're more they're usually more food related i can't remember anything like you're walking down the path and you trade in dog's mess do you uh continue to walk it off uh, wipe it off with a leaf or throw your trainer away and walk <laughs> walk in a sock and one sock and one shoe. It's usually food related. I feel yeah, like yeah. most of the time. But that's yeah. that's what my mind revolves around. Right? I don't really think too much about walking in dog shit. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Less popular. I take yeah. it you don't have a dog then. No, no, no. No, I don't. no. Oh, that'd be why then, right? I, yeah. I look uh, through feet as well, but that's not a bad one. Di- you might see that one appear. So, Graham. Uh, we you often do pulling island drams with guests, right? Yeah. We can randomly come back to surveys. Would you like to have have would you like to do pudding island drams? I can do. Yeah. You can do? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going off to a uh a deserted island and you've got thirty days on this island, right? Doesn't necessarily mean it's like, you know, life's a beach. It could be anywhere, as other guests have pointed out, you could be in a survival situation. But you get to choose one whiskey, one album, one pudding, and then at the end, one person to pick you up. So it's like you're on your own, and it's, you know you're going to pick a, a whiskey, a pudding, and an album that you really love, and then you know whoever it is you want to pick you up at the end of your thirty day uh, experience. Okay. You you can cop out and say Faye if you want to, but we would judge you. <laughs> we haven't even got that far yet, have we? <laughs> so if yeah. you could choose one whiskey, nothing else, thirty days stuck on an island, could be anything. Doesn't have to be expensive. Can be ridiculously expensive. Can be your own. Can be something else. Anything at all. Mm. Yeah, like, probably quite a, quite a straightforward one for me that because I have one whiskey that kind of creates or featured in my life at different times and uh i think with whiskey it's all about memories and where you where you drank it who you shared it with and mm. uh, the one that comes to the fore for me is, is scapa 16 old scapa 16 which oh, yeah. um we were on went on holiday to nice with friends a few years ago now and it was still at the time scapa 16 was actually on sale in duty free so we picked up a bottle of it. it was probably only 30 quid at that time uh, and we picked up something else I beated beated giving Lagavulin anyway two bottles for the for the week to share with my friend so obviously you opened both bottles on the first night and we definitely veered towards the scapa probably too much because woke up the next day and there wasn't there was there wasn't even a third left in the bottle. It was it was well below the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just a, just a lovely drinking whiskey and a, and a bit of history there. I think uh, uh, so. Enjoyed it then, and then uh, then we nipped across the border into Ventimiglia and found it again in a delicatessen. Um, and it was only worth out about twenty five euros at that point. So we bought took a couple of bottles home. I wish I'd hired a van and taken a couple of pallets open and kept it but anyway uh you don't see many you don't see many people drinking scapa really it's it's uh not even now you know i don't think much of the new stuff is anyway there also is new nor new releases now but um you certainly couldn't you certainly wouldn't be paying scapa 16 money now for for scapa 16 you know 
mm, uh, yeah. it, it wouldn't be worth that. But um, enjoyed a, a bottle just uh, uh, with my brother just just uh, before my uh, mum passed away. We had a it was my birthday. And we had a we cracked open a, a bottle there, and all the family were together. So that was a <clears throat> you know a nice experience, albeit a sad time. Yeah. Uh, so that you know it, it's just it's just got special memories for me. Nice. Yeah, whiskey and uh, and but it's it's a lovely drink. If you ever get a chance to have a, a sample or anybody has one, yeah, worth worth a try just to, to try a little bit of history and just old style whiskey. Yeah, keep, keep an eye they, on the old side. sides. Do they when did they stop bottling it then? Do we, do we know? Uh, oh, gee, well, Scapa shut, so you know that we were buying this and it was probably over age Scapa then. This would be 2015, 2014. Yeah, 2015 I'm, I'm, bought it. So. I'm pretty sure I have tried it between 2000 and 2010, uh, like in that period. Yeah. yeah. But again, yeah, but, all down to the memories as well. You know? Oh, absolutely. But also, I wasn't always paying attention to what I was drinking back then. I just, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it, taking it seriously. So, yeah. So, Scapper 16 would be your uh, whiskey. And what about, um, we say pudding or dessert? Yeah, what's your favourite um, pudding? If you could have anything every day, um, we don't have to have it every day, but I mean, it's available to you, right? I'll stretch your rules here because. Uh, oh, easy there! You're yeah. gonna go sausage roll. No, no. Well, I did. That's not a dessert, you know, right? Call it a sausage pudding, but you're saying pudding or dessert, <laughs> and I would be going for a red pudding, which is uh, a delicacy in the northeast of Scotland from a chip shop. Ah. Red pudding supper. What's okay. That? With tomato ketchup. What's- What's a red pudding supper? I don't know what a red pudding is. It's it's kind of very solid sausage. <laughs> solid sausage. I don't. Th- I, and also, I think I'd choose it because I think it would dense sausage. It would probably last the thirty mm. days without showing any signs of deterioration. <laughs> it doesn't need a fridge. It's, it's basically <laughs> astronaut food, deep fried. <laughs> Is it one of those ones where you could you could have like uh, you could have like a centimeter every day and that would be like two thousand calories? Yeah, and, you, and, and your salt yeah. intake for a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so just that with a bit of tomato ketchup. Yeah, Love yeah. It. you're just dipping yeah, fully, right. you know, and you're able to savor it. You can have it in batter or not batter either. So you can have it looking like a sausage, or you can have it disguised. I'm. Yeah, is this in any way similar to sort of your sort of the dense looking Savaloys that you find in chippies yes. or yes, yeah, similar. Okay, so, so it's like a, the yeah, I think I know what you mean. They're kind of like the on the larger side. Yeah, it, right? but if you force me, if you force me to stick to your rules, I would go for a baked Alaska. Nice, oh, controversial. Yeah. I love, but but overall, you're, what we're hearing here is you're more of a although to be fair, I was going to say savory person, but. Ketchup's very sweet. Yeah. So I'm probably an uns- If you'd said just on its own, but it's the ketchup thing, you've still got a sweet tooth. Yeah, if you're I, w- I don't go overboard in the ketchup. I don't drown it. And I would never put it on top. I'd always put it to the side. Okay, you dip it in yeah, it. Yeah, I like to I like to approach the ketchup with the food, not yeah. not have the ketchup. <laughs> approach the ketchup with the food. Yeah. Because certain things you'll pick up more ketchup with than than others, you know. Like your peas, you only want a little dash of ketchup with your peas. But, yeah. yeah. But a chip can take it, a bit more. <laughs> I, there, if there, is there a book that exists already on how to uh, how to use ketchup properly? If there isn't, there Graham, yeah. I'm I'm hearing a lot of passion about this subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Graham, yeah. Graham Cool on the on the correct use of ketchup. 
there's a, there's one. a lot of money Please. in kids literature i feel like there's a kids book here that you're you can make a fortune on this mate uh, i might give it a go i might give it have you ever tried to make your own ketchup uh, no no i feel like that's i feel like that'd be a journey for you but, but only if you Given... these posh ketchups yeah i'm never I'm not as good like, as you know that's but, just that's like an east london thing i think what, posh ketchup? I don't yeah, like, ketchup. oh, I'm just going to make, I've made my own homemade ketchup for Tarquin. Uh, before, yeah. No, <laughs> Who's Tarquin? They're kids. He, oh, right, idiot. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was at something the other day and a lot of people were dressed he, like they were from Shoreditch. No, and I'm like, got, got a medal for taking part in sports, but coming last. Tarquin's, half, yeah. Just... Half the room wearing uh, those um, beanie hat things, you yeah. know, like, but not like to keep your head warm. Yeah. Just balanced on uh, top. With a, Balanced on top, yeah, with a with a Hitler moustache, but with an extra centimeter, so it's not dodgy, and then it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's East fine. London, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, often DMs, yeah, sort yeah. of skinniest trousers, baggy jumper, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. so um, you'd have um the what's it called again? A not big, I call it bread pudding dinner, bread pudding dinner slash red pudding supper. maybe a, maybe a baked Alaska and red what, pudding what, what supper. Would be your, Red Pudding Supper, yeah. What would be your um, your album of choice then to listen to? Yeah, I had to think, I think about, thought about this today because I, uh, I have a diverse taste in music. Um, I am a bit of a an ABBA fan, Mamma Mia, but I don't think I'd like to listen to ABBA for thirty days on the trot. It's okay <laughs> when you've had a few. It turned it turned into Guantanamo Bay at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there is. I would need more than one bottle of Scapa to listen to that. Yeah, just you in a dark room and Avaron yeah. repeat. Uh, so it's a threshold you have to reach before you, you, you go there. Yeah. So I, I, the one that came to mind was um, Fleetwood Mac, Rumours. Oh, oh lovely choice. Yeah. Because I think you could put this... that every day. It's pretty mellow. But, the, you know, there's bits you can blast out as well. Yeah. Bit of everything. Yeah. And it's... It's got the snooker, snooker breakdown in it, so... Yeah, it's, you know it's got the dumb, isn't it? The F1 breakdown. F1. In it. I was going to say snooker. Yeah, F1. Snooker. Yeah, F1. I can play it. I mean, it's easy. It's just a few notes, but I can't remember what it was from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fleetwood Mac rumors. There's also loads of different versions of that um, that exist. So you obviously you go for the original, but you'd be yeah. sport for choice if you wanted to listen to cover versions of it as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it came, yeah. I looked at, it came out in 1977. So that's. Kind of when I started listening to music seriously, I was in the punk era and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Were you a punk or you were just no, in the punk I, era? Just, you know, I, I enjoyed some of the punk. I had the Buzzcocks. I bought the Buzzcocks record, uh, Never Fall in Love With. That was one of my first. Tune. And I bought yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Undertones. It was green. Yeah. Also, also a classic band. Classic, yeah. Green vinyl yeah. as well. I wish I'd kept it. Well, worth money now, but like all those things, you, you threw. You can't know those things at the time, can you? No, no. no. you know, and and if you are one of these people that kept everything, then you never enjoyed anything. You didn't know, no. no. Yeah, so, I quite like my no regrets. Load of Scarpa sixteen and my uh, box full of Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy undertones <laughs> as, a, as a retirement. Yeah. yeah, if you could go in a time in a time machine, you go back and get them. I'd go back. Yeah. yeah. And, and that yeah, case just... would be full of McAllen's ready to offload. <laughs> yeah, do you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. That cask from 1980, they keep saying, is now worth billions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They bought it for 20 pounds. 
They tra- they traded it in for a uh, a red sausage supper or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of ketchup. Here's a cask. What is it? McAllen? Never heard of it. All right. I'm, okay. I'm now picturing Graham as like a sort of different version of Paddington Bear with a suitcase full of tomato ketchup just everywhere he goes. Just, just in case. <laughs> hey, we get you a big jacket, Graham, and you can just have yeah. bottles of ketchup inside it. Yeah. And people come up to you, you can just go, do you want some ketchup? <laughs> it's all the supermarket, Heinz. Aged, aged ketchup. Audi. Yeah. All the, all the good yeah, you need them all. I used to like Hellman's. Yeah. I don't like it so much now. I think it's changed. It's gone too tomatoey. It's gone too. It's not sweet enough anymore. It's too, gone too proper. <laughs> they went artisanal, which on which reminds me. Back, um, so hang on. First off, who's going to pick you up from the island then, uh, uh, or wherever you're? Again, not to not to be too morose or sad, but you know, I, I lost my dad when I was twenty-one, so I quite like him to come and pick me up. And oh, that's lovely! And if he could do it, I think that's lovely. If he, if he could do it in a Renault Twelve or a Renault, as we used to call them, yeah, right. that would be great because that was our family car. And uh, oh, yeah. and imagine I'm on a desert island that's hot, so I'm going to climb into the back seat and burn my fucking legs off on yeah. the. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were like hot boxes, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, oh we had a Renault. We had a, a Renault Five, uh, one of the really sporty ones for a bit. So small, brilliant, brilliant GT yeah. Turbo. I don't know if it was a G, I can't remember. Uh, My dad was the kind of dad who would wind you up. He would say stuff like, um, this is when we were like 10. He once convinced me that the Cavalier that he had, um, when it went too fast, um, you could push a button and parachutes would come out the back to slow it down. <laughs> I was telling that to people at school. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's wrong. You shouldn't do that to kids. <laughs> no. What it was actually, the, the latch had gone on the boot and it just kept coming yeah, out yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just clothes flying out the back. Yeah, so um, uh, so you get picked up by your dad, which is lovely. Um, and uh, in a Renault Twelve, nice. Right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, can't argue with any of that stuff. I mean, um, that's lovely. Uh, Scapper Sixteen. I tried ages ago, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, Pretty I don't know if I've had a baked Alaska for a long time though. That'd be the only thing. I've Not an tried. easy thing to make. You know, you can go badly wrong with it, and it starts to be ropey when it comes out and. I feel like I've tried one, but years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a combination of spotting cold. I like that. You know, the cold ice cream in the middle and the, the meringue is just just warm and on the outside. Yeah. Bit of sponge, oh, yeah. bit of jam. No tomatoes. There's, the- there's a theme here, Graham. It's got the savoury and the sweet. Yeah. Oh. Hot and cold. Cold. Yeah. And that's where tomato oh. ketchup comes in because it's what was you- cold and you're dipping a hot thing into it. Yes, it does. Hot and cold. You're right. You've got the hot chips and the cold ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. Because you always keep it in the fridge, even though they say you don't need you to. Don't, yeah. You do, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's but you keep it in the fridge. That's that question. Yeah. yeah. Hot and cold does make a difference, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, quick survey thing for you. We'll come up to Christmas. I don't know if you've done this one. I, I'm, I'm not some sort of stalker, so I haven't been and read all your old uh, posts. I've just seen the ones that popped up. So you can only have one day from Christmas. All the other days have been cancelled and removed forever. Do you keep Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or Boxing Day? Christmas Eve. Right. I think it'll be downhill after that. I I love cooking. I love love spending that day in the kitchen. I just get it already. Prepping. Yeah. Tippling away. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no no pressure. Planning. Yeah. I'm not one for presents, you know, I don't mind giving presents, but I'm not really fussed about opening, you know. I think it just goes downhill after that. Yeah. 
boxing can do it. You you get a bit sluggish, I and think. Going boxing day, you're, you're fed up with the people you're with. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Generally, yeah. yeah. And if you do know Graham, he listen to this. He doesn't mean you. He means somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, what about you? Which one would you keep? I'm very torn between Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. Uh, just because Christmas Eve was always probably the best pub session. And yeah, Christmas I just Eve's got, the best pub session. I've got memories 100%. going back to my hometown after everyone's been wherever they've been all over the country and stuff. And then you come together, you go back to the old pub you used to haunt as a young teenager before you were legally allowed to drink and just catch up with everyone. And it was always just brilliant. But yeah. on the flip side, Boxing Day, you're so full. You're still like hungover pretty much a bit from Christmas Day itself. And then yeah. again, back home, I would always have a, a big breakfast with the family and then go and play rugby for one of the... My hometown's got two rugby clubs over the road from each other. And they're yeah. like playing different leagues. But Boxing Day, we play each other. And it, you'd like you'd last about two minutes on the pitch, throw up and then we'd have drinks and just like, roll in subs. It's just a mega day. So <laughs> boxing rolling days. subs. Oh yeah. That's how you, that's how you do boxing day rugby, rolling yeah. subs. And yeah, so it's a toss up. I, I think Christmas Eve. <laughs> how long have you got I, in you? Three, I, thought I got about four minutes. I four Get ready. minutes before I throw up in my socks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to carry this ball for a bit and then I'll be back just, off. Yeah. Just asleep on the flank of the scrum, just throwing up. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, I think for me, I, I, I'd agree. Christmas Eve, it's that, um, yeah, it's just got that happy buzz about it before the actual stress of Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. How about you? I don't know. I feel like you can't enjoy the other two days without Christmas Eve. It's all about the build-up. Mm. But at the same time, when it actually comes to it in reflection, my favourite day generally is Boxing Day, like cold cuts. It's the day when you can liberally hammer the cold meat, cheese and the pork. It feels like, this probably isn't the case now, but... You're like, oh, I'm saving that port for by Boxing Day. If you you're you're free, you're on free port. It doesn't matter. You're not saving yeah. anything anymore. It's got it's got you're, to be gone. It's got to go. And yeah, you know, um, it's got to it's, it's got to go. So you're you by Boxing Day, you're just letting it all hang out. You usually go for a nice long walk. Do you, you have know. like a fry up? That that was like a I don't know if that's a Welsh thing. Like you used to have a fry up on potatoes Christmas Day, and cabbage and stuff. Given like up that, of it now, it's just too much food. There was that year where we had a, we in the lockdown when uh, we couldn't visit people, mm. <laughs> so. We couldn't visit people, so we weren't going to make a rose because it was weird because we weren't with family or friends. It was just us on our own. Yeah. So that that year we chose to have a cooked breakfast for Christmas dinner, didn't we? Like we had it with like champagne. Ah, nice. Just probably had ketchup as well, Graham, to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah. It's changed his mind. <laughs> Look, it's cold and it's cold and hot, isn't it? I was just there going cold and hot. No, I mean it's cold, cold and hot. <laughs> 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 oh dear me! So big question for you. Um, if you could change one thing about the world of whiskey, because you've been in it for long enough, what would you change? Is there anything you'd change if you could? Uh, yeah, been around a long time. You've got a young face, though, so you hide it well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ketchup that does it. If you rub it on your face, it keeps you looking. It could be. I watched that doc. Nightly moisturiser. <laughs> you rub it on your face. When they show those documentaries about like people, that the Centurion Club, they're always rubbing ketchup on their faces. Yeah, and drink their yeah. own urine and stuff. They're living in some remote part of the world, walking up hills, and they get their ketchup shipped over. Really? Yeah. Miracle. Love so, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It's entirely plausible. No, of course not. Current day and age. So, yeah, is there anything you would change about whiskey, if you could still? Uh, probably, uh, maybe this is controversial, but I would 
I wouldn't, would I ban whiskey shows? Or I certainly... Oh, yeah, go for it, Graham. Love it. I don't love it. We'll open up Room 101 for you. You can chuck whiskey shows in Room 101. Yeah, yeah I, I don't see the point of them. <laughs> yeah. Especially the ones that are... You know, we did Whiskey Life Paris. The session yeah. is six hours long. Yeah. It's it's a complete marathon. It, it, and I'm on the other side, standing, listening to people, or talking to people yeah. and listening, seeing them deteriorate over the six hours. Yeah. There's not a lot of fun in that, but I'm thinking from the person on the other side, it, it, it can't be much fun drinking yeah. whiskey for six hours. It, 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 I, I would I lose interest. <laughs> I, I think, I, I would posit, we've uh, discussed this a little bit before, I think the issue is there's just not enough chairs to sit down in. If they made chairs much more widely available, I, if we were doing whiskey shows, yes, I think we discussed this with, mm. I discussed this with Ben, if you just chucked deck chairs everywhere, people wouldn't, Go around and hustle much. They get a dram and they go and sit down. But they'd also they'd be asleep a... everywhere. But also, I feel like for that to work, when you go up to a stand, if you try something, let's say you really want to get a no whiskey, right? You don't want to go around and try loads of whiskeys. You go and try. You've tried five and you found one you really like, but you you haven't. Ten, fifteen mils isn't enough to decide to buy a bottle. You should be going to be able to say, look, do you know what? I'm really like this, but can I try a bit more? I'm going to go and just sit over there with it, and I'm really going to see if I want to buy a bottle. Because when you're trying to make a decision of like. 10, 15 mils, you're not really getting enough of the whiskey to really make a full decision. I feel like I this is your so. way of just creating a way in which you can sit down in a deck chair and yeah, do Tamdu 18 100%. at whiskey yeah. shows. Yeah, and, and I go up to Tamdu and they're like, can I, Tamdu 18, you're going to be at Kendall. I'm just saying I want 50 yeah. mil. I've already had a bottle. I bought it with my money, but I can't remember what it tastes like. I need to be reminded. <laughs> and I might buy another ball. <laughs> so, so Graham, you would you would potentially get rid of whiskey shows. I, yeah, I just think the format is not the best. How would you change it? Whiskey. Would you change the format or just can them all together? Do Do you enjoy tastings where you get three or four whiskeys, nice whiskeys, decent decent quantities? You go through them, you drink them all, and then you go off for a couple of pints. That that's my. So, idea you do like speed dating it'd be like yeah. it'd be like whiskey yeah. speed dating but this you're all there it is like instead of like a, you know 50 distilleries you'd have maybe like 10 mm. yes people would come around you'd have a wean out a couple of drams one you know duh, 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 and then yeah off. And, and, you know I, I could be sitting on a deck chair with a few decks yeah. around me and you can come and sit with me if you like or or not yeah. as the case may be so you also want to sit down. This isn't just a me thing. Yeah, yeah me actually this... just get on to the other side of the fence. What yeah. we've established is that you two just want to sit. You don't want to go to whiskey shows because you just want to sit down. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a long time to stand up for, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's yeah. that's brilliant. I like that. I think there's something yeah. in that. And, and when you're at home, you you don't you don't walk around your house standing up drinking your whiskey. You sit down and you enjoy it. Yeah. I just think, as you say, the ten and fifteen mils into a glass which is already wet and grubby and you can hardly see through the glass by the end of it you know yeah. there should at least be glass yeah. washing facilities to get the glass packed a bit of yeah a bit of lipstick off yeah. it if nothing else you know yeah yeah the uh, i'm yeah i mean i've got I, I just a side note for me i have to stop wearing lipstick to whiskey festivals yes yeah. uh, <laughs> no i know what you mean though like the glasses obviously do get quite a hammering don't they yeah, they do. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and if you leave any, and you and you and you you get that moment, and then you're like rushing to finish off your sample, and then you're rinsing your glass, and you're trying to find something to rinse it, and then it's, you know it's not. You wouldn't do it at home, so I get what you're saying. You wouldn't at home tolerate uh, that 
just barely rinsed out glass, probably maybe still has some other whiskey residue in it. You'd be having a nice, fresh, clean glass so you can really enjoy usually the single malt, right? Yeah. So, so it's different. I think it's more about meat smaller drams or smaller selection of drams dedicated yeah. like one dram maybe per distillery, bigger serving, chairs, chill out, have a talk about the whiskey, yeah. talk to each other. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Mainly sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leather chair, leather armchairs. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so you're also famous for wearing shorts. So we would, um, we must talk about this before we forget. Um, you know, you, you, do you know if you wear shorts, do you wear shorts every day of the year? Is it any days where you resort to trousers? I pretty much wear shorts every, every day of the year in Ireland. In Scotland, I wouldn't have been quite so gung-ho about it, given the, the temperature difference. Um, there are times where I, you know, possibly if I've got uh, VIP visitors coming that I will put on trousers, but everybody at work. I thought you were going to say a smart pair of shorts. <laughs> well, that's my first <laughs> go-to. I'll put on some brogues with my shorts. Yeah. yeah, you can wear brogues and shorts. That's trendy I've, now, no socks. Yeah, I've done that before, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's fine. But, but people at work tend to get a bit worried if they see them in trousers. They think somebody's died or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're like... Or it's, like that, it's like that rope. It's like that. Um, I was listening to the, uh, one of the Chelsea ex Chelsea players talk about when they were at training and stuff, and they and they'd see uh, Roman Bromovich's helicopter fly over the training ground, and they'd know the oh. manager was going to get sacked. Yeah. It's like your staff, your staff are there. Graham comes in in trousers, like yes, yeah, that's it. Something serious I'm is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, no, I find it, and I think if you persevere with shorts, the more comfortable you feel in them, and the less comfortable you feel in. In long pants. Yeah. yeah. I tried to look up some facts about shorts to hit you with, but there really isn't many other than the facts, other than when they were sort of originated from. I tried to look up to see uh, which countries around the world uh, wear shorts the most. Couldn't find that out. Bermuda. So <laughs> I would also I there's a gap in the market for a, sh a shorts based fact book. Yeah. But Ooh. one thing you should never do is force your child to wear shorts to school beyond the point that every other child wears them because that poor child that has to wear them and nobody else wearing that's not on so is it are you speaking from experience here or no i went to school with somebody who who was forced to wear shorts at least one or two all the time longer than everybody else did right and it, it, it probably damaged them for life i'd say yeah i remember having a flash i've just got really. a flashback to school now where i forgot my it was plain clothes day and I came in uniform and everyone else was in their own clothes. So I had to get like tight shorts and an ET t-shirt out of the lost property bin. And I was just like, oh, it's just one of the worst memories of my life because someone came in and uh, it was like a celebrity and they took photos of everyone with this person. And I'm in this like <laughs> charity <laughs> outfit, basically. That reminds like, me oh. yeah. There were people at school that the only time you went to get lost property or had to wear that stuff was either when you wet yourself or had diarrhea. <laughs> I mean, it might have been that, and I'm just shielding the memories, but yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's 100% what it was, Mike. And then your, in your mind, you've completely changed it, but yeah. it was one of those two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's plain clothes, though. I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone, I don't know if most people, it feels like a rite of passage to be at that point where you've gone in, you've forgotten your PE kit, and you're forced to pick it out, PE kit from the 
the box of doom and it's just put luck as to what you're going to get yeah just the whole yeah. thing like the box yeah. stinks of pee it just it's yeah. just grotty yeah. like, so back on a whiskey note are you sniffing that paolo cotardo springbank now i am yes go on then all right great so i can tell that graham's not as bothered about this spot as i am uh no, no, strike me as the kind of guy that's going to be out there uh, desperately chasing Springbank, like 98 percent of the rest of the whiskey population but mike go on how good is it then all bad so it. I, I was just putting some nose notes down it's literally it's got this like you know when you cut oak and it's got that like sawdusty oak smell it's got that strawberries ginger i don't know if you've ever made salt dough don't know if you have mm. but it's kind of got that smell in there and then uh, like scones and jam on the nose. Is this just the nose? Just the nose. Have you tried it yet? That's it. I'm going in now, mate. I'm going oh, here in you now. go. Let me just see. Yeah. Is there any tomato ketchup in there? Surely. <laughs> the power of suggestion, right? It's got HP, it's got Hellman's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all the sauces. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. Worcestershire sauce. Hot and cold. Pretty much the same. Quite dry, stringent, but still sweet notes in there. Mm. Um, ginger. You getting any dunnaginess on it? Mm-mm. Not jumping no. out. Is that whilst you're doing your swelling it around your mouth, Graham? Is that something you've ever considered for? I don't know how how you deal with cost cost storage, but people are very fond of. In fact, actually, whiskey question. People are obsessed now with these traditional processes of making whiskey, and I have to be honest, I'm not sure what the process is that you guys implement around Dingle. Mm-hmm. But do you do you bring use any of these? You know traditional processes or is it modern what's the what's the crack with uh more by fault default we are mashed up as a wooden mash down so it's basically just a big wooden tub right so it, it it's not very efficient so where that pushes us back is into mashing it well fermenting our our, our wash our beer is probably alcohol strength that we're more uh, seen in the 1980s 1990s so we're 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 kind of going backwards that way uh yeah you know, and that, that 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 will have have an impact um our warehousing no we're 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 a bit of mixture of racked and just like this these tall racks stacked uh, up type thing, yeah, yeah and palletized as well yeah uh so on that side we're we're fairly uh fairly modern but uh if you ever yeah. wanted to sneak off sneak off a couple of casks and just leave them somewhere really like random right we've, we've you know the, yeah we've we've there's an island where they can't be obviously where they can't be stolen I yeah mean, it'd be nice you know, there's an I'm island not... off the off dingle off the peninsula the blasca island yeah. and i'd love to stick a cask out there and you know in a shed which is just open to the elements get blast yeah from left right center You'd have to be able to go and check it regularly, wouldn't you? Obviously, yeah, yeah. Either, you but... need to get revenue to agree to it as well. But mm. I'm sure the impact of of just strong winds over a cask must must make yeah. a difference. Airflow must is probably something we've never nobody really dabbled in. You know, yeah. Uh, most it just feels like a, a lot of people. I mean, great flavor profile in Dingle Whiskey. It feels like a lot of people often are chasing that sort of that X factor. You know, like that coastal nurse or the the sort of you know mustiness that you get sometimes that will come through and it's just where you store the casks really isn't it so yeah you know but it's interesting things come go and come around as well because i was, I was reading something today about um you know heating stills from 
using hydrogen and going down that route, you're going back to almost recreating direct fired stills again. And right, you've got okay. to think that the direct fire had to have a big difference compared to having a little or having a steam coil inside boiling away. If you're blasting heat at the bottom of still, your 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 cooking reactions in your wash still are going to be completely different. Mm. So that would be interesting to see if we can yeah. recreate that. Because but you know even in my, in my early days at Glenfiddich, uh, we were direct fired with with gas, and even coal. We ran coal for a while, so. Right. Uh, it'd be nice to to see some of that come back, but in a very modern and efficient way. And like, really dumb question for me. Like, so apologies on this, but do you consider the way the whiskey's made? I know the whiskey's in Ireland, but do you consider the whiskey to be more Irish in profile or more Scottish in profile, or literally one foot in both? It's a bit, a bit of everything. Yeah. whiskey really, when it comes down to it, yes, we are triple distilling, but. Not all triple distilled whiskies are the same, and not all double distilled. You know, you you do have some triple distilled setups, and I think we are following that camp where mm. we create something that is more towards a double distilled character. Yeah, right. where the stills are 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 relatively small and uh, you know not tall necked. Um. So yeah, I think you can be somewhere in between. You, you, you could be a mortlick of this world, a two point eight one distilled. It's that kind of, <laughs> yeah, that kind yeah. of you know, that, and yeah. you'll see lots of differences uh, coming through in the next five years with the mm. the new younger distilleries, kind of, uh, producing possibly double, possibly triple, but also you've got the single pot still, mm. well, and single malt. So you, you can you can do a lot more different things, I suppose, in Ireland fairly more straightforwardly than you can in Scotland. Yeah, because of SWA, right? Yeah, and just just yeah, you've got well, you've got single pot still, which opens up a whole yeah. different you know, different ingredients and it's gonna open up again. So so that in itself, mm. if, if you're starting ingredients that are completely different, then you, you, you will create a different different spirit. Yeah. Um, um uh okay. I mean we we were we've I've been putting together a list of um, like how to pronounce stuff. You know, probably just as much as anything to, 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 to people know we've at least paid some attention to how to pronounce things correctly. And I was just, I was really rem, reminded of how many new distilleries have popped up in the last sort of 10 ish years in Scotland. Because it was, first off, it was a list of how to pronounce Scottish distilleries correctly. And um, uh, to sort of, you know, one list that people can refer to rather than having to watch like 30 second videos. <laughs> Yeah, whatever people do. Uh, so it's trying to make it easier for people, especially people who, um, you know, uh, yeah, just one this they can say. But I was going down it. There's so many that have popped up, and I was like, I know that one, but I didn't know that one. Yeah. I've heard of that one. Oh, that one, crazy. And it's the same in Ireland, right? There's so many popping up. So it's going to be congested marketplace really in the next sort of ten years, I think. Well, definitely, yeah. I think there will have to be some rationalization. Unfortunately, I don't ever we will survive in, in the format that they're in. You know, it's, it's it's one thing finding money to set up a distillery and get the first two or three years under your belt. It's it's another thing to go that next stage to to start selling and then reinvest and. And I've I've got to say as well, like everyone starts off a distillery and promotes how good young young spirit and young cask spirit can be. 
but those same distilleries in 10 years are going to be leveraging the age of their spirit <laughs> yeah. to kick down the new distilleries and say, you're only three or four years old and we've got 10 year age stuff coming out all the time now. <laughs> so it's it's going to be, there's going to be even more choice in the sort of 10 plus year bracket in another five years. And those distilleries are going to be putting more pressure on the younger distilleries. So there has to be a point where it becomes maybe too much, I think. Unsustainable, yeah. but the positive... I'm sure there's going to be loads of stills and stuff you can buy from companies that are folded. So, or yeah, the other way around, everyone might have been so educated into the fact that young, young, young whiskies actually can be brilliant uh, that it might. I don't know. It could go the other way. Is there enough to what go you, around? What, what's your purchases? What's your thoughts on the What's your thoughts in on the uh, on that Paolo Cotardo spring band then for people that should people crawl over broken glass to try and get a bottle or just no. settle for what's in their cupboard? Settle what's in your cupboard, but if you can get one, get one. So yeah. palette. Uh, sugar ginger cubes, raisins, raspberries, strawberries. It is really dry and super astringent. Um, and then I wouldn't say it's a Christmas dram. It's kind of definitely not no. really there for me. It's still got the Campbelltown funk, but even with a Paolo in it, no. Yeah, no, no, not massively. It all mm. sits on the sweeter side for me, but it does then dive. The finish is all salinity and coastal notes. And then when you go back in, those are more prevalent at the start of the tasting notes. It kind of balances out quite well. So it's a salty, sweet dram. So might be perfect for you. Throw yeah, some uh, throw some tomato sauce in there. Graham's on it as well. <laughs> yeah, Graham's on it too. <laughs> <laughs> Take away the drink Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. um, uh, uh, that sounds good, Mike. Sounds uh sounds all right. But but I have to be honest, you're not you're not doing jumping up and down about it. So maybe it's just the first pour. You know. But. It is just... Is that, what was it, 100 quid? No, I don't think it was Could even it, that. I think it was like 90 or even less than that, I think. I can't remember. But 89? 10-year-old, 55%. Mm. There's loads of whiskies out there, and Scotia is going to be doing something just the same or taste just as well. So if you can get it, try it. It's good. It's different. It. Something else, but it's not amazing. And there's, as always with Springbank, there's stuff that's just as good for more available, probably cheaper. So... Yeah. So if you if you, but the thing is we haven't you haven't tried many Paolo Campbelltown whiskies, have you? No. No, no. No. I've been trying to get one, uh, a sample of the Scotia Mermaid, but alas, I wait. My my battle continues to. But I saw swim loads on. of people. I did see loads swim of people. Swim on, Mike. Swim on. I saw loads of people getting free bottles this week, so that really did annoy me. So I've, yeah, I've, I've sent a <laughs> furious email uh, email to the marketing company. I went, hang on, I asked you for a sample. You're sending out bottles to people. So right. yeah, watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> You see what happens. Yeah. What's your What's your favourite sherry cask thing, Graham? Out of all of them, do you have a favourite? Um, no, but you're. Mentioning- I know you said I only said bourbon cask was your favourite. Yeah, right? you're mentioning Paulo Cortado there. That's you know, it's quite a new boy on the block. Really, it's become fairly mm-hmm. trendy in the in the last super trendy couple of years, two three years. Uh, it seems to work. It seems to work pretty well. If you, if you don't want something as intense as Oloroso and maybe not quite so sweet as, as Pedro Jimenez. I think just Sherry Cask have their sweet spot, and I'd be again bringing back my my bourbon cask liking. I I, I like to combine bourbon and Sherry Cask together, and I think yeah. they bring the best out of each other. Then, yeah, I mean that's very Glen Murray, isn't it? Really, yeah, yeah. Bourbon cask mixed with Sherry Casks together, getting the getting the mix right. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that that was pretty much with the the fifteen sixteen year old. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Based on. So. Yeah. Uh, you. You know, like, got a viewer behind you. I know. Phase popped in. 
Yeah. Is is he? Have you found his slippers? <laughs> I don't wear slippers. He's bringing the red food and supper with the the ketchup. Yeah, yeah. He just hey, wa- he just wanders around the house in shorts and used ketchup bottles, which he's fashioned into slippers. Yeah. It's, so it's been a really pleasure to have you on with us today, Graham. Is there anything else that you want to share about Dingle for for listeners before um, we uh, we part ways? Uh, no, not particularly. No, no. As I said, but we'll have a few more releases next year uh, yeah. in the Wheel of the Year series, and then beyond that. We'll, we'll get into big boy whiskey with age statements probably the year after mm. a little bit but you know i wouldn't get too hung up on age statements particularly it's um it's nice to get to a certain milestone but um, you, know, you can create good whiskies it doesn't matter if they're nine years 11 years supposed to do it. yeah they don't yeah. hit that magic 10 12 15 so you do me a promise it if you if you do do a paolo cask paolo Cotada cask just call it like Shoreditch by Dingle or, yeah. or, or or carefully balanced beanie hat on your head by Dingle yeah. or something like that. East East London Reserve. Red red trousers by Dingle. I've got a Palo Cortado finish working away, but it'll probably be twenty fifteen oh, yeah. before I'll really start. Certainly won't be next. Twenty twenty five. Twenty Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Because he's been in there since fifteen. We're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to go the whole way around the calendar again. We're going back yeah. to the future here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we jump all over the place, but thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah, um, it's been we brilliant. really appreciate it. Yeah. It's been great. And, um, great to see you both in the flesh. Yeah. 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 We appreciate you giving up your Monday evening yeah. to come on the pod. Well, yeah. It's been good. Brilliant. So yeah, for those listening, obviously. Uh, Follow along. We'll put all the information in the episode below um, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, bye, bye. Mm -hmm.